Good evening, Patriots. And it's Wednesday, August 3rd in the year 2022. East Coast, you are now. East Coast, you are now heading into Thursday. We'll catch up with you here in a bit. Patriots, before we begin tonight, we have two great landing pages that are worth checking out. One is mypillow.com forward slash bards, which is all the great sleep products you need. And they're fantastic products. I use them every day. Great sheets, great pillows, unbelievable mattresses. Everything is always on a great deal, and it's always with your promo code BARDS. And then we have mystore.com forward slash BARDS. And that's the new American-made goods store that Mike Lindell has been setting up. And the feature product on top of that page is my coffee. So you can start your morning with something from mystore.com forward slash bars. That's my coffee, and it's great coffee. Just normal coffee. We have a health coffee too, but we're talking just about regular great coffee. And I grind it fine like a Turkish grind, and I make an espresso out of it, and it is fabulous. And you've got three roasts to choose from. You have light, medium, and dark. And they're all exquisitely roasted, and they're very fresh, all roasted in America, all organic certified. And so you have that. And then as you go through your day, you're going to get tired. You're going to need another cup. So you might go, you might start with dark and boost to the medium roast because medium roast has more caffeine. And then when you get to the evening time, you probably don't want to have coffee like I just did because then you're going to be up all night. And you're going to want to get some sleep. And so then you go over to that MyPillow side, mypillow.com forward slash bards. And what do you do? Over there, you're going to make sure that you've got your pillows and your sheets and your comforter and your slippers. Because when you wake up in the morning, you're going to want to put on your slippers and you're going to go start with your My Coffee again and start the whole thing over. So we've got mypillow.com forward slash bards and we've got mystore.com forward slash bards mypillow.com forward slash bards mystore.com forward slash bards and where do you find the my coffee on the my store site and where do you find the great sleep products on the my pillow site and what is, has them all in common one magic word bards b-a-r-d-s which gives you your fantastic discount so there you go you're all set up you have your whole assignment for tomorrow i know you're happy i can tell you're already excited beyond belief okay now patriots we have some concerns that we all have to face. And that concern is what happens if your neighbor takes the vax and then it gets worse. And we're told to love thy neighbor, but they turn into a zombie. So I have a little song that I'm going to play for you that I think will make you feel a little bit better. At least it'll make you laugh a little bit, just in case your neighbor turns into a zombie. Far from boring, we'd meet at a post Apocalypse Yeah, I'd be slowly walking in a group stalking you You'd be the only man alive that I could not resist Then all of your friends, they'd try to 
kill us, but only because they'd be jealous that our love is deeper than Edward and Bella's. Oh, if I were a zombie, I'd never eat your brain. I just want your heart, yeah, I don't want your heart, I just want your heart, yeah. Oh, if I were a zombie, I'd never eat your brain. I just want your heart, yeah, I don't want your heart, I just want your heart, cause I You'd be hiding in a second floor apartment Knocking all the stairs down To save your life From the undead Double barrel shotgun Taking out the slow ones Then you'd see the passion burning in my eye And I'd keep my head Then all of your friends They'd try to kill us But only because They'd be jealous that our love is deeper than Edward and Bella zombie neighbor wouldn't eat your brain <laughs> love thy neighbor not exactly what you thought you were going to get tonight did you yeah just a little bit of look at a different way of seeing the world i don't know that i could love a zombie though don't think i would all right so there was a five years ago when i was living down in georgia and i was i had set up this really cool um which i've still have some cool music stuff, but I listened to some motivational stuff. And at the time, I'm always, you can understand why I'm putting all this in context. At the time, one of the people I'd listened to in my workout set was TD Jakes. Now I, I really pray that TD Jakes can find himself because he's gone off a dark rail and I'm not, it's like every on others of these great big mega church pastors, there's always something lurking under the skin. But, T.D. Jakes had one piece I wanted to play for you that I always enjoyed, and I think it's, it's just a good piece overall. When the eagle spreads its wings, it's something to behold. It's something to behold. Nearly nine feet from tip to tip when it spreads its wings, it was built for high places. 
it was built to soar I think you would say meters about three meters it, it was built to soar to fly it was built to withstand storms so that when the storm comes and other birds run for shelter the eagle runs into the storm and uses the storm to lift it up so that it can fly above the storm you know you're an eagle when you ran into a storm that you thought was going to kill you and instead of it killing you it lifted you higher than you've ever been lifted before it's a sure sign you're an eagle can you hear me tonight spread those wings and it begins to fly it can see several miles even in the night it can see its prey and its opponent eagles are awesome birds in fact the eagle mates in the middle of the air they make love eagles make love in the air boy that's a tough act to follow You can edit it out of the tape, relax, you can cut it right out of the tape, just clip it right out of the come right out of there. In the air, way up in the air, they intertwine and in a, in a love dance, they go soaring through the air and it looks like they're plummeting down, tied one with the other in the middle of the air. They make love, they reproduce in the air. I tell you what's good about that, the eagle knows that he ain't hooked up with no chicken. Because this old chicken can't get up in the air that high. It, it might think the eagle is pretty cute, but it can't, it can't get up there where the eagles fly because its body is fat and its wings are too short and it can only flap up a little ways and fall back down again. And some of you have got a lot of eagles that are trying, you are eagles and you've got a lot of chickens that are trying to flap up there and get where you are. But God will take you to a place where you can only hook up with other eagles and eagles are all, do you hear what I'm saying to you? So don't be frustrated when you see the chickens flapping up and falling down because at this stage in your life it's time for you to be synergistic with other eagles eagles love on another level eagles live on another level eagles think on another level eagles function on another level eagles dream on another level eagles build on another level glory to god if you had somebody reject you leave you walk out the door stop crying about it it was just a chicken what you need is another eagle with wings and dreams and visions and concepts and ideas who's not jealous of you who's not intimidated by you who's not fighting you you know that it's an eagle when they're not jealous of you you know it's another eagle when they can think thoughts like you think you know it's another eagle when they can pray for you and help you to get to the next level it's only the chickens that are down on the ground talking about everybody
think an eagle is something by himself? Let him get with another eagle. Oh, wonder how much further you would be if you would focus on being synergistic with other eagles rather than expending your energy trying to change chickens. Nothing against chickens. I had one yesterday. I eat them, baby, but I don't fly with them. Are there any eagles in the house? Yeah, he's got a good piece there. And I know he's controversial for many. The problem is too many people fail to listen to a message that God will use anybody to give a great message, and that's no exception. Here's the deal. We're really coming into an interesting time. I had this discussion tonight at dinner with my mom, and it was interesting because of her perspective. This has been a pretty interesting journey for her that's been going on for the last, I guess, six years now, actually seven. And in the seven years, I've seen my mom go from a place where she never envisioned evil to having to confront the fact that there is truly pure evil in this world, which has challenged her faith to a point now where she said tonight how much strength she's gained in this time and that there's been a shift. And there has been a tremendous shift because in spite of all this fight that's been going on, a raging war against all the eagles that have held their ground, Matter of fact, so many wanted to see the eagles be exterminated. They didn't comply with the rules. They didn't fly and walk with the other chickens. They soared. And as they soared higher and higher, those on the ground got more and more angry. They wanted them rounded up. They wished them dead, hoped that they would get sick, talked about force vaccinating them. And the thing is that so many, I would say all the eagles, we just held that line. We just kept soaring. We kept flying. We kept finding other eagles to hang out with. The great thing about eagles is we've got long sight. You can see a long distance and spot an eagle a long ways away. And that long ways away gave us comfort because we were able to build fellowships over distance. We didn't need to hang out in groups side by side. We found something really profound. That as we soared, we found a connection that was deeper in the heart. That was a connection that was bridged by God. And we haven't sought to get attention. We've tried to bring attention to problems. We were just being eagles. And eagles do a couple of things. 
they see from high altitudes. They're also ruthless hunters because they see exactly what the target is and they will drop from altitude at unbelievable speeds. And with a single stroke with their claws, they'll kill it. That's like the weapon of truth, the sword of the spirit. And so we've wielded that. And we've become very diligent and very precise in how we've used that weapon, used that skill. And it hasn't always brought us joy because truth is one of those beautiful things that awakens, but it also can hurt because truth is hard to digest. And so we've just continued flying. And sometimes we just sit on a perch and we watch. And sometimes that watch is pretty lonely because you're the only eagle in the area. And sometimes it feels like your entire species is on the threat of extinction because down below on the ground are all those other birds, so many of the chickens running around. And they're just acting like nothing is wrong. They're unaware of the fox that sits over on the edge. They're unaware of the snakes that sit in the bushes. They're unaware of the wolf that sits up on the hill. The eagle sees them all. And the eagle, at times, will make a choice. It'll take that snake out in a heartbeat. And when they do and they hit and the eagle hits, the chickens will run around like crazy thinking that they're the target and they miss the whole point the whole time. The eagle doesn't want the chickens. He wants the snake. See, we've been there and we still are there. And there's been a turning of tides. A big one. It's been quiet. We haven't really noticed it. We haven't talked a lot about it because we're still in that place of trying to build that awareness because we know that there's now people starting to awaken and they're coming across and we're trying to help them realize their wings, trying to teach them to be eagles. So we talk about what happened. And sometimes we forget the gift we've been given. See, God gave us the wings of eagles. And we're learning to use them in big ways. And we're soaring higher than we really realize. And what's happening now is, as so many of those people that were down on that ground, like the chickens, when they start to look up, they're starting to wish they could be up there. Starting to wish they could soar too, but they can't now. They can't because they made some choices in their life that's going to keep them grounded. Their wings were clipped. And where they used to hate the eagles and want to hunt them, now they're beginning to look up and a dream of a time when maybe they could have wings, but they know in their heart that in this time it's not going to be possible, at least not from what we know. And this is where we end up with an interesting dichotomy. See, we can talk about what it is to be an eagle. And they'll listen. More and more, they'll listen. 
And we're not boasting. We're just talking about flight. We're talking about that walk. Talking about some of the challenges and the risks of flying high. Talking about our own lives of being eagles and having been hunted almost to the point of extinction. And we tell these stories to an audience now that used to want to hunt us. And more and more they're starting to listen, but it's a hard listening. They don't want to look at you. They'll listen, but they're reflecting now. And they're searching themselves because the truth has settled in on them. They made a bad choice. And it's a choice now that they can't escape from. It's a choice now they're accountable to. And we're accountable as well. They don't see that, but we're just as accountable. We're accountable to God. So as an eagle, we have an opportunity or a choice, actually, ourselves. We can fly high. We can leave them, go on to another perch, forget about them. We can find other grounds to hunt. We can let the snakes slip in on the ground and steal them away. We can let the fox come in and wreak havoc and take away as many as it wants in a night. We can see them run scared and hide in the bushes and we can sit back and do nothing. That's not really what God intended for his eagles. Because we're on a perch now as watchers. And what was that hard climb to get up has transformed us. We're now the watchers on the wall. Now we've learned to soar. We've learned to dive. We've learned to hunt. We've learned to survive. We're not trying to eat the chickens. We're trying to save them. And in this walk, we can never forget the grace that God's given us to soar. There's a lot of people out here right now that are going to be in a very difficult position in their life, a position where they have to reflect on the things that they've said, the choices that they've made, the mistakes that have cost lives, the parent who pushed his child or children to take a vax and watching their children die and having to come to the realization that that was done by their hand, not by the state's. They'll try to blame somebody else, but in the end of the day, that responsibility rests with them. They're going to have to face the choices of not being able to soar, of being now anchored to the ground and tied to a medication and to pills and to injections that they take or they die. And those aren't easy decisions. Some will reflect on the belief in the narrative and letting their family, their parents, die alone for fear of getting something that wasn't even deadly. Some will live with permanent injury. Or they'll live with someone who's permanently injured. 
and they're going to have to some way or another confront the fact that those families that are divided, the divisions that they were part of between friends or family, it was all based on a lie. The eagle wisdom is noble. And it's a place where now we have to reflect carefully on what soaring looks like. We're never going to stop soaring high. Do we soar high and flaunt it? Or do we soar high and continue to be the watchers? To give the example of what's possible. To continue to spark that measure of hope of what God gives us in our heart. And what God will give them as well. And when they look up at that eagle and they say, I wish. Are we going to say, you could have? Or are we going to say, you can? Because through God, all things are possible. We don't know how medically to fix this problem that they've put themselves into. And the spoonfuls of hopium that keep getting poured out on the technologies that people imagine exist are immense. Med beds and unknown cures, maybe. But what we know is this injection has damaged people at a genetic level. And what we know is there's only one way to heal that to repent, to repent truly in your heart, to seek mercy from God for the sin that was made and to be accountable for that decision before God and through the blood of Christ to seek the grace of being healed and not to sin that way again. That's the example I think God would want for his eagles. To be able to guide those that are down and to see those that are down soar as well. Not to leave them. It's pretty easy to leave people on the ground. It's pretty easy to leave that man behind. And it's pretty easy to get prideful about the gifts that we have and the heights in which we can soar. But we need to be humble in all that's been given. 2 Chronicles 20.17, you need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves, stay, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah of Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow Go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. And he is. He is with us in every breath and every step. And he's waiting at each person's door. Revelation 3.20 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. It doesn't say anything about being vaxxed or unvaxxed. But it does say 
if they hear him. And we have to lead as many as we can to hear the Lord. How they choose is their choice. The tragic part of this entire process that we're in right now is that many made a decision to walk away from God, some not even realizing they did because they walked into the trap of fear. Everything around them told them they had to do this, and instead of turning to the Lord first, they turned to their fears first. Sadly, that's been a failure of the pulpit to a large degree. Pulpits don't teach They don't teach well anyway, the principle of dealing with fear. They'd say it, fear not. But they don't talk about the process. They don't talk about the emotion. They don't talk about where it creeps up and grabs you. And in part because too many people at the pulpit don't have the experience to know how to deal with fear themselves. War is a teacher. War is a teacher that changes people. And everyone that's been through this, that has held the line, fought this information war of truth, everyone's been touched by the teachings and wisdom of war. Whether you wanted it or not, you've likely experienced someone who's died as a vax casualty. Whether you've wanted it or not, you've been attacked, excoriated, threatened, humiliated. It's left a reality in your heart, what some would call a scar, a memory of a war, of a fight. And those can either bring you down and haunt you or they can be used as strength and teach you wisdom. For those that have walked inside that narrative and accepted the lies They don't have that same relationship. And so they stay on the ground. And they don't see the threats. They don't see the snake in the bush. They don't see the fox on the the blind off the edge of the meadow. We've learned to see it. We've learned to hunt it. We've learned to call it out. And we've learned to isolate it and when we can, destroy it. That gets our responsibility to the people in a different way. We become watchers, we become rangers, we become those on the edge looking out for the others. To me, that's the greatest walk of the warrior. It's not being frivolous and attacking anything. It's having a care for God's children. And there's many in that gaggle of chickens that are never going to know what happened. They're never going to accept the truth. They're happy pecking at the ground and eating the the grubs and the tidbits that are there before them. And they'll never look up and appreciate what was given. That's okay, too. Because what will settle in eventually to most is a deeper peace. Time does this. They say time heals all wounds, but time equally wounds all heals. Those that were loudest and boastful, arrogant, 
Time has a way of muting and trimming those edges off. There'll be a tendency to pull back, not want to be around those that soar so high, not because they're angry or hate you, but because they know what they did. And those are the ones sometimes are the most important to reach because they won't reach out for help. In fact, they'll do just the opposite. They'll retract away. And we need to find those as well. This is a pretty amazing time we live in. God's handed us a pretty big pack to carry. It's not an easy one. But then Christ carrying the cross wasn't supposed to be an example of easy. And I think we have to keep in mind of the balance as we've soared and continue to soar very high. It's not an exclusive club. Because there'll be a tendency for those that have been out there in the front being that loud and boisterous attacker to now be feel like they've been punished or humiliated. And it's easy to step in there and just point your finger and say, I told you so. It really isn't about that at all. This is time now to encourage as many to come to Christ, to encourage as many to confess, to accept Jesus in their heart, and to accept the glory of the gift that they can have. I know that God can heal everything. And I know that to heal that, there's a process that they have to go through. It's not just a a wanton thing. And in the process of forgiveness, there is accountability, true forgiveness. And in the process of repentance, there is accountability, true repentance. And that's a hard walk to take sometimes as most of us know. And right now, I think it's going to be a harder walk than ever for many. But I don't think we've ever imagined a time when so many people will have to face and are facing the devastation of lives that they had their hands involved in. Whether it's the nurse and the doctor, they're the easy ones. They were the ones doling out this elixir of death. But like I said before, imagine that you're the parent of the child or children and you've pushed upon them this injection and now you discover that maybe one child has a heart condition and maybe another is sterile. Will you link the dots or you just try to push it aside and pretend that it's another consequence of a mystery virus that no one seems to understand? You can play that game for a while. But in the end, it's going to come down to truth. And with truth comes some pretty hard pills to swallow. And it's a pretty lonely place. And it's a place where those that have been soaring have the eyes to see those in most need. See, that's the beauty of the eyes of the eagle. You can see from a distance who's hurting the most. Just like a wounded prey on the ground or a snake in a bush, you can see it. The eagle can see it from altitude. We know we can see the same thing. So the question is, are we going to 
be an eagle of nobility and swoop in to extend that hand, to offer the counsel of wisdom that God's given us, trusting in God that the words and the actions that we deliver will make an impact on someone's heart? Or will we just decide to go hunt in another field? Because there's a lot of people out here that are going to need this. And it's a sobering reminder of what gifts God gives brings more responsibility. We were given the gift of sight at one level or another. We were given a gift to listen and to hear at one level or another. We were given a gift of wisdom to make a choice of not to follow the herd. And we all know that wasn't easy. And it still isn't. But the enemy's fangs are not as sharp as they were. And their claws that they throw out, they look like they did before. And we've learned to sidestep them and nip them. We've become stronger in our walk. We don't get as flustered or our feathers ruffled much when they start piping up like the peacock in the morning. It's just a loud noise now. We don't have the fear and the anxiety that went with it. And when they get to be too much, we just soar a little higher. But as we circle and we see where they are, little by little we have to be the watchers and the protectors because no one else will. And that responsibility in my opinion, comes from that embracing of a true walk with Jesus. There's many out there that have been misled. There's many out there that still lack a good shepherd. There's many out there that have no clue what lurks on the edge of the field. And like I said, many won't want to hear, but in time more will. And we have to have the willingness and the desire and letting God know that we have that in our heart to be there when called. Wings of eagles. We've been given them. We do soar. But we soar for a purpose and a reason. Not to make ourselves feel good. Not to look in the mirror and smile not to pat ourselves on the back like some victory high five, but to reflect very deeply on what was done to humanity. To never let justice slip, to never forget the evil that was executed on the innocent and the naive and those that were misled to help them realize a true path to Jesus and to do everything we can to see to it that justice is delivered on an equal scale across this world to every person that intentionally became part of an act to destroy God's children. We do soar, and then we have only begun to soar. And as we soar more, the 
the task will not get any easier. To me, that's what a true gift from God is like. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight just reflecting on all that has been given. To hear messages at times that come from places that maybe we don't want to hear or messages that we have prejudgments on, but knowing that you use so many voices to share your wisdom. We have to be humbled, Father, to realize that all these people, all of them, at one point, were your children, that so many have been misled. And yet, it is about bringing them all home, if possible. Let us be reminded put aside our egos, to put aside our judgment, to listen carefully with ears to hear, to see clearly with the eyes that you give, and to see the true heart, to be the eagles that see the threat, to be the wisdom on the wind that helps open the eyes of the others, so that they too can start to dream of flying high, to restore that hope in those that feel that they have been lost or left behind, and to, above all, lead so many to the one place of healing and restitution with you, to accept Jesus in their heart. Guide us and protect us when we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We are an amazing people as a whole. We have our egos. We have our attitudes. We have our arrogance. We have our meekness. And we have a lot of people that have been deeply deceived. God's going to try and will do what he does to bring as many children home. And wherever that leads each of us in that position, we have to follow. He needs his eagles. And he needs his loyal eagles to listen to him and to obey. Most of all, to listen. Let us hear him clearly and let us see as he needs us to see. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But our prayers and connections with him are more important than ever. In the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war, and many have fallen victim to war. So let us walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ to occupy the land, to expand the kingdom, and always keep that mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove 